0: Where do you draw the line between traditional games and electronic games? My name's Jonathan and this is The Snake's Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about games as they'd like to. This week we're going to talk about some different ways technology can integrate with a tabletop game for better or for worse, or maybe both, or neither. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. My co hosts this week are the fearsome Todd Campbell. Hey. And the inimitable Steve Tassie. Hello. So, uh, what's what's the earliest technology to be incorporated into games?
1: Language, right? Uh, possibly. Language yeah. is a
0: technology. Yeah. Unless imagination, I suppose, would come before that. Um Stone, metalworking, woodworking, you know, paper would have been a big one. Mm-hmm. Printing press. Yeah. Injection molding, all these things. Dice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the use of bone, in that sense, for them, you know, rolling the bones. All of these things were innovations and technological advancements that contributed to what we think of as tabletop games now. Uh, I'm not sure if there was anybody back when dice were invented who says, ah, get off my lawn. You know, we had yarrow sticks when I was a kid. And, <laughs> uh, we, we do have some tech, uh, a bit of controversy there as far as, far as, uh, as, far as the introduction of electronic technology into the games these days. We're going to talk about that mostly this week. So it, again, mostly it's going to be about electronic technology. So, what do you mean my game
1: takes batteries?
0: (laughs) (laughs) My copy of Electronic Talking Battleship is broken. It doesn't... I don't know. But here's the thing. There are some genuine grievances about this. Why why do you guys feel about the introduction of using tablets in a tabletop game, or laptops, or any sort of electronic tech?
1: It depends. It really depends on how it's handled. Mm -hmm. Um, Some games that integrate technology are just hokey and goofy, Others are extremely engaging. Uh, some just miss being extremely engaging and go off in the other direction by accident. But you don't um, have any objections
0: in principle.
1: Not in principle, no. I mean, there, I, I certainly understand some of the objections that are going around. I mean, Such as? M- well, uh, let's just say that nobody's playing Atmosphere with their VHS tape anymore. Uh, True, but I
0: mean, you can if you want to see the Atmosphere VHS tape, YouTube. Sure, you can still play your copy of Atmosphere, same as you could back in the day.
1: Sure, but is it the same as playing it without actually pressing play on, without
0: popping that tape (laughs)
1: in and and all that? Is it the same?
0: Surely, there's got to be something that's different about the experience. Uh, All right, Todd, thoughts?
2: Uh, You know, I don't. I don't have a problem with it as long as it enhances the gaming experience. If it's okay. going to make the game better and more more interesting and more dynamic, then by all means put something in.
0: Some of the objections that I've heard have been sort of class-based things. You know, not everybody has an expensive smartphone. Not everybody has a tablet computer. Not everybody has a good laptop they can use for these sorts of things. So it becomes an accessibility issue. And there are others who object on the grounds that, you know, they work all day looking at screens. Mm-hmm. And when they come home to play games as their hobby, the screen is the last thing that they want to have to deal with. I don't know that there's really a, there can really be an answer to to these sorts of objections.
1: Well, no. No, there isn't. It- you play the games that you want to play. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. I, you know, I don't like movies where I've got to read the subtitles, so I don't go see foreign films. That doesn't mean I'm going to complain that a foreign film has come to my local cinema. <laughs> you people, stop going to that movie because you're having to read while you're watching. No, what do I care? So I feel the same way about games. You don't want to use a tablet with your new game, then don't get that game. Life moves on. It's not there like, are plenty of games. There, yeah.
0: yeah, there's no shortage of choices <laughs> at this point. Not, certainly not in the golden age of, uh, of board games.
1: Now, I think as far as the class uh, comments go, that's more interesting. But the games that I've seen that require a $300 phone or a $600 tablet or something are not the sort of games that are going to be owned by your average person. They're games for, for, for gamers, for hobbyists, for people who collect, for people who have spare income to throw at a frivolous hobby. Yeah,
0: they spend a fair <laughs> amount of money just on the cardboard and the plastic, yeah. as it is. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. the, the people who can't afford that technology aren't going to be buying that game anyway. If they're buying games, they're buying a, a whole different type of game. Uh, yeah, most stuff with really, likely... really
0: high replay value. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe abstract
0: games. So uh, there are different categories, different ways that you can incorporate these things. We have adaptations, play aids, computer assistance, and computer enhancement, and computer integration. We're going to talk about each of these this episode. Let's start with adaptations. The first electronic games were things like Pong, tennis, skeet shooting. They were, (laughs) (laughs) yep, (laughs) and uh, they they really brought to mind playing ping pong. Uh, At least as well as they could at the time, yeah. And skeet shooting. Some of them actually had sort of a sort of type sound effect that you can have there. Uh, And it wasn't long before we started seeing adaptations of chess showing up. A few other things would, would turn up there, and then there was a long period of video games really sort of coming into their own as something that was very much separate from the tabletop. And then tablet computers happened. And now... You go to you know iTunes or the Google Play Store and you can find a ton of adaptations of
1: popular board games. You if guys... you're prepared to search and search and, and search, search
0: and search, how's that signal to noise ratio?
1: Oh my goodness! I, I it's been a while since I've been on the uh, the Google Play Store, but the App Store is a joke for trying to actually find. Mm. Board games.
2: The Google Play Store is worse.
1: Okay. Much worse. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand why they can't define a good search engine that allows you to pull up actual board games. I mean,
0: it's Google. You would think that they knew a Mm -hmm. thing or
1: two about search engines. Uh, I mean, the number of times that I've searched a name of a game, like a specific name I'm putting into the search window. Race
0: for the Galaxy. And
1: uh, it pulls up 30 things and maybe two of them are related to my search and the rest are... No, I I, I searched for Race for the Galaxy. I Why are you giving me Monopoly? Why are you giving me Hangman? What? What? Why? What's it like on the
0: iTunes Store comparatively?
1: Uh, it's a bit it's, better, but it's still the same. It's
0: still, yeah, it's, there's it's a much better easy. selection though of different board games on iTunes. there. Are there are you know. and the
1: ones that exist on both tend to look better uh, in Apple. They, mm-hmm. they tend to have put more into the the sheen and the gloss and the the look.
0: What oh, yeah. I've heard was that um, because Apple is so standardized, so rigidly controlled mm-hmm. as a platform it's easier to develop for than Android, which is a linux based thing where it could it could there could be any number of different products that this runs on, and as a right. result it's harder to create something that'll run on all the various different devices
1: mm, that could that are be. available there. I also think it has to do with um, Apple being more controlling as to what it actually allows to get to market, mm-hmm. and therefore a certain level of polish and and I don't want to say quality because I don't want to say that the, right. the apps on Google are bad because they're they're not the ones but, I've played have been good. Uh, I think that there's a there's a certain level of something that has to be met in order for Apple to say, yep, you can you can sell that on our store, and I think that has an impact as well.
0: Do you play games on uh, tablets, board games?
2: I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. What, what, what are some that you like? Uh, Ascension. I play a lot of Ascension. Uh, my my girlfriend. I like. <laughs> That's right. Deck builders
0: are so good on tablets. It's very, very Sentinals good. Sentinels of
1: the Multiverse has been eating up a lot of my time lately. Pandemic. Uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Can't Stop. Uh, ingenious. Uh, Raw. Raw. Fairy tale. Mm-hmm. I find, I find
0: anything that's got a really lengthy Small setup, boat. stuff like Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. which takes forever to get started, which has a lot of maintenance on the board, is great for tablets mm-hmm. because you can play a
1: game in about a third of the time that yeah. you yeah. Sentinels tracks all the variables, all the effects, <laughs> all those things you forget damage, about when you're playing Sentinels of the Multiverse. Everything it does it so nicely. I, I, I,
0: is it as I, much fun?
1: Um, you're not playing with anybody else. It is mm. It is done as a solely one-player game. You play multiple heroes, but you are. it is a thing to do while you're commuting. Can or you just while have a pass
0: and play with other people? Um,
1: you could. You could do that uh, and just, oh, it's Legacy's turn. Here you go. But it's not even designed to be a pass and play. It's just designed to be these are the heroes uh, and you pick how many of them you want to use.
2: I find pass and play kind of problematic on a, on a tablet awesome. or a smartphone. Well, I, my girlfriend loves Ticket get to ride. So we will play the app when we're traveling somewhere, but because you're physically handing the thing to the other player, you can't sit there in between your turns trying to figure out what you want to do you next. Can't study so, the game states. so it takes long. It actually takes longer to play on the app than it does on the physical board is what we've found yeah sounds like
0: we don't really have to worry too much about losing much business at the cafe as a result of uh, tablets adaptations of computer i of, will f- of board games
2: there are certain games that i've played on the tablet that i have no real interest in playing physically anymore Touch like eyes? ascension
0: right deck builders again
2: deck builders uh actually i learned ascension on my iphone so when i <laughs> sat down to play it physically for the first time i didn't know where all the pieces went even though it's such a simple <laughs> game i was like Are these the jewels? What are they for? All
0: right, let's get into cases where we're playing on a tabletop and we're also using an electronic device. Uh, Games like Seven Wonders and Sheriff of Nottingham take a while to count points at the end. And these games uh, frequently have apps that you can use to count the score at the end. Uh, A game like Mage Knight, where you use the dummy player that's a little bit
1: fiddly on the table, it's got an app that
0: you can use to run that. Do you guys use any of these sort of play aids when you're playing a
2: tabletop game? No. No, I haven't I have either not. No.
1: The the closest thing I would say I've come to using a play aid is I have a scorekeeping app. So mm-hmm. if I'm playing IOTA or Poison or something that needs just an ongoing a set of score, pencil and paper. Yeah. It just, you know, save the environment a little bit. Uh, but uh, Do you see this as having any particular value? I mean a lot of people I, swear by them. I, I I see it to some, but it's it's funny. I've not ever played a game that was so complicated to score that I felt the need for an app and wanted to play the game again. Yeah. Like, I've played Agricola. Complicated. There are apps out there to score it. I never want to play that game again. So the the existence <laughs> of an app to help me play it is of no value. Um, Seven Wonders, I don't find all that hard and confusing to score. I, I'm fine with the... The pad of paper that they give you, or as we've done at the cafe, laminate one of those
2: and dry erase marker, and Bob's your uncle. Hmm.
1: Any interest in uh, enhancements of this
0: kind?
2: Um, I'm interested in them. I just haven't had the opportunity to use one yet.
0: Uh, I tried using the one from Mage Knight, and I found I I, I just wanted to use the cards and the tokens. If I ever played Seven Wonders or Sheriff of Nottingham, I would almost certainly want to use that to score it, because it's just faster. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, then we come into, to, to the next one, which is computer assistance, computer enhancement. Things like electronic talking battleship, for example. Right. In this case, the electronics will enhance the experience there. Stop Thief provides sound effects. It also does provide an electronic opponent for you, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, that could be simulated easily enough using traditional components. Uh, you've got the modern games like Alchemists, which just came out recently by Matus Kotri. Alchemists uses an app where you take a photo of a couple of cards that you're going to mix together and it tells you what kind of potion comes out there. And you use this to figure out the alchemical formula for these things that you've just used. And you can do this. There is actually a way to have a human player go through the steps and do this, but that human player has to be not playing the game. Hmm. They have to do this, the, this, this this procedural stuff so the players can actually play, if, unless you actually have the app. Um, did Why you guys would
1: anyone want to do that?
0: Uh, perhaps because they don't want to look at screens, or perhaps because their mm. batteries are dead, yeah. or... It it, it it seems like a last resort. Right. You know, something that's in there just so they can publish the game and say, no, the app is not strictly necessary. Mm. But uh, it seems like it's necessary to really enjoy the yeah. game, or at least for all players to enjoy it. And then, of course, there's things like, uh, you mentioned Atmosphere before. Yeah, Atmosphere or Omega Virus. We recently had a chance also, you and I, Steve, to play something called Golem Arcana. Have you played Golem Arcana? I haven't, but I've heard a lot about it. This is sort of a tactical miniature skirmish game. We've got these beautiful plastic miniatures moving around on a board. And one of the problems with these sorts of miniatures battle games is that they tend to have a lot of rules, and those rules tend to be quite fiddly for the use of cover and elevation and range and movement and calculating damage and how likely it is somebody's going to hit or miss and how much damage they've taken and keeping track of all these various different things. And the promise with Golem Arcana was that it would handle all of that through an app and a light pen. You know, so if you're gonna move your piece, you touch the space that you touch the piece that you're gonna move, and then you touch the space that's going to, and then the app shows you a little picture of the piece moving over to that space, and you move the piece of plastic there. If you want to attack somebody, you tap the card. That, uh, that, that has that special power, that attack, and then you tap the enemy and it says, okay, if you try this attack, here's your percentage you're going to hit, here's how much damage you're going to do if it works.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you want to shoot? Uh, this was the... And also supposedly it gives you... Uh, I didn't, we didn't actually get this far in the game, but one of the things it does is it provides random quests that can come up. Mm. Um, but um, what did you think of Golem Arcana? Uh,
1: I thought, no thank you. <laughs> uh, beautiful pieces... Very nicely uh, designed graphics on the app, nicely designed miniatures we weren't playing the board game. it wasn't a board game it was a video game that we were all playing and occasionally shoved pieces around on the board because uh, the game told us to it was uh it was not in my opinion a successful integration of technology and and non technology, the the mm. app
2: did too much.
0: All the information you needed to see was there on that screen.
2: So it sounds very much like it was a turn based video game that you had pieces that yeah, you like, use on the table to very save like much. Fire Emblem or right. Final
0: Fantasy Tactics. Right, but you had pieces and a board hmm. to do this as well.
1: And it, it just meant that I had to okay. So I've done my move on the screen. I've tapped and I, I've tapped, and it's happened on the screen. Well, now I have to make it happen in real life over here. Why bother when it's already happened on the screen and there was nice sparkly graphics around it when it (laughs) happened and I shove my piece two spaces forward and one to the left and there's no sparkles. There's no sparkles. (laughs) Maybe once we have the
0: Star Wars uh, chess set thing on the Millennium Falcon to do that, that'll be (laughs) better for these Microsoft Surface Tables. you've seen the demos for but were never released commercially well there's one more type as well uh that's computer integration where you have a game that incorporates uh uh, electronic technology in a way that you can't play without it but you also can't play without the board we're out of time for this episode so we're not going to be able to go into it but next time we're going to do a game spotlight on a game that actually makes an attempt to do this okay that's it for the snakes cast this week if there's a topic you'd like to hear about tweet it to us at snakes cast and keep listening music for the snakes cast is provided by ben sound the show is provided is produced by pt douglas the opinions expressed on the show come from the people in it not the company behind it special thanks to my co-hosts steve tassie and todd campbell thanks again gents sayonara no problem and tune in again in two weeks when we're going to talk about XCOM. game on